Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today, on State of the World, facing oppression at home, Chinese storytellers find freedom of expression in New York City. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories, up close, where they are happening. I'm Christine Arismeth, and we're revisiting stories of the past year. Inside China, the state is cracking down on queer and feminist groups as part of broader controls on civil society. And so Chinese-speaking communities outside of China are now recreating those spaces abroad. NPR's Emily Fang takes us to one of them in New York City. Yes, increasing political controls in China are limiting cultural production and dissent in the country. But it's also given opportunities to the Chinese-speaking diaspora outside government control. Opportunities like this one. This is the Feminist Talk Show, a Mandarin Chinese language event. It uses spoken word, stand-up, and skits to satirize misogyny and political repression. And it's held in New York City every month. It's a form of expression that differentiates this generation of the Chinese diaspora from previous ones. This one is well-educated and savvy at navigating both American and Chinese pop culture. I went to this show recently. The crowd was a mix of Chinese students, recent immigrants, academics, and activists, ready to laugh and cry together. In one skit, actors mimic the main Chinese state evening news bulletin. But instead of delivering blandly worded copy applauding state policy, they poke fun at domestic politics and birth policy. We are anti-censorship. When there are things people cannot talk, talk about in China, we talk here. That's the room, that's the space we have overseas. This is Fifi, one of the talk show's founders and performers. She asked that only her first name be used because of fear of retribution in China, where many of her friends and family still live. She said she was inspired by an online feminist talk show that once was held inside China. Those performances were recently forced to stop. So last year, Fifi realized she wanted to continue the show's legacy. And she stuck with the talk show format because she thinks comedy is a powerful tool. When you're a woman, when you are from LGBTQ plus community, when you are, you know, living under censorship and uh, constantly feel oppressed by patriarchy, societies and uh, government, it's like perfect tool to express our thoughts. The talk show organizers film each performance and share it with people in China via social media, though the videos usually end up quickly taken down. This is because state attitudes towards LGBTQ communities have hardened in China in recent years. Darius Longarino, a senior fellow who studies Chinese civil society at the Paul Tsai China Center, says China's security apparatus are nervous about LGBTQ issues. 
LGBTQ groups or organizations are looked at as like potential pawns or you know, Trojan horses of foreign forces, and that it undermines some of the state natalism goals of increasing marriage, increasing births. Which is why communities like the feminist talk show in New York are becoming more prominent. It's a platform for cosmopolitan young Chinese people to express themselves. <laughs> Here, one performer named Ray shares her experience telling her mom in China she was a lesbian and that she had already married a woman. People in the Chinese diaspora are very cautious given their different political inclinations. So even though New York has so many Chinese people, it is very difficult to make new friends with other queer or feminism-supporting people. But simply by talking about these topics publicly and enjoying each other's company, they're practicing a quiet form of resistance. One of the talk show performers named Eileen Zhang originally wanted to return to China to work on feminism-related issues after studying in the U.S. But for now, this comedy talk show is her contribution from overseas. If we can't really do anything that's like large-scale or quote-unquote, like, you know, revolutionary, I think at least we can use our voice to raise other people's awareness. And perhaps by being outside China, a voice that's harder for the powerful Chinese state to silence. Emily Fang, NPR News, New York. That's the State of the World from NPR. Our podcast is produced by Greg Dixon, with help from Caroline Kelly. I'm Christine Arismeth. Thanks for listening. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research. Uh, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. The economy right now is bewildering, impenetrable, inconceivable. Not when you have the indicator of podcast in your ears. In under 10 minutes every day, we simplify the complicated news like... How does inflation drop? What the heck is a SPAC? Why are trendy little high-fiber sodas suddenly dominating store shelves? And more. Listen to The Indicator from Planet Money and NPR. Listen to Embedded for moments that stay with you. I could smell the smoke. I could smell the dust. Voices that resonate. <laughs> Stories that change the way you think about your life. How, how did we get here? The Embedded Podcast is NPR's home for original documentary series. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.